Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friday Debate Podcast by Android Authority, discussing topics in Android every week. I am, of course, your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? And this week, I'm joined by one extra person. So now we have a five-panel podcast this time around, which might become a regular thing for the FDP in the future. But uh, this week, in what we thought was going to be Joseph Hindi's absence for a while there, we brought on Nirav Gandia to come with us and talk to us about flagships versus mid range and if it's even worth it to buy flagships now that the mid-range game is getting better and better every year uh now joe did eventually get online just in time for him to join in so we have five people on the podcast this time around and you can follow all of the hosts on social media you can find all those links at the friday debate podcast post at androidauthority.com if you are watching on the youtube channel that we have up for those of you who aren't on podcast networks you can hit the card over on the top right of the video and you will be able to get to that post as well but one of the best ways of listening to the friday debate podcast is of course to go to your favorite podcast networks and apps like stitcher and itunes and Pocket Cast, and soon to be soundcloud as well and we will give you information on how to get on soundcloud for those of you who have been wanting the fdp to be on soundcloud uh, without any further ado we have this episode number 13 of the friday debate podcast flagships versus mid-range devices hope Hope you guys enjoy. So how about them? We do it. What? Yeah. (laughs) Everyone wants to take Joe's throne in the beginning (laughs) joke lines. It's ridiculous because I've only told one joke. (laughs) I think you had two of them. Oh, that's right. No, I did have two, didn't I? I had two. Like two weeks in a row, and now I I keep forgetting to do it because I, you know, for for those listening, we started the podcast super late tonight because of me, uh, because I got sidetracked oh, yeah, yeah. watching. Explain yourself, Hindi. Yeah, I, I got sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> it's the NHL playoffs. What do you want from me? And I bought a new 3DS game, so I was just like, I had like my headphones in. It was like watching the game and playing video games, and I saw my phone was blinking like crazy and it's rushy. Like where the where the hell are you, man? It's time to start the podcast. I, like, I did not say that. I was like, oh shit, it's 1130. It's just Joe's on the side. Like, do, 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 do. I have no obligations tonight. <laughs> well, one of the auxiliary benefits of Joe being massively late, let's not let him live that down, is that we actually have a guest with us. Um, we, we started off this podcast as a four-person thing, but we always were open to having more people on. And one person who's been super, super eager to be on the Friday Debate podcast is right over there, Nirave. Hey, guys. <laughs> so, um, Nirave came on uh, fairly recently, and he's a writer with us. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, you might be doing some videos pretty soon, right? Yep. I'm basically trying to get involved on anything and everything. <laughs> nice. Because, you know, why not? <laughs> Very good. Um, well, he's across the pond, and by that I mean he's out in the UK. So, it's really late for Naravi right now. So, Naravi, if you're mad at anybody, be mad at Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, we're going to have words after. <laughs> oh, great. Everybody wants to talk to me now. <laughs> How are things going on uh, that side of the earth right now anyway, Narave? 
if I don't have to hear from another politician on how they're going to promise the world, deliver nothing when they realise that they haven't got any money to deliver anything, I'll be a completely happy man. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been following the news as well. There's a lot of that going around. Uh, but then again, we have the presidential race coming up here in the US and everyone is all about how Hillary Clinton ate a burrito a few days ago. I don't know if you guys saw that news story at all. No, but my favorite thing that they've done is a WikiLeak, or WikiLeaks has like a red arrow pointing right in their logo. And I guess Hillary Clinton has a red arrow pointing right in her logo. And they're calling it like copyright infringement. And I did not realize until WikiLeaks started complaining about it that there was a copyright on a red arrow pointing right. So, you know, you learn something new every day. You would be surprised just how many ridiculous things out there are copyrighted. Like, well, who was it? Uh, Paris Hilton actually coined and trademarked the phrase, that's hot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're super happy to have Naravi on, and you know what? With the topic that we have this week, and I'll I'll go ahead and have Grushy sort of um, explain how we came to the topic for this week, which may be the way we come up with topics most weeks uh, uh, coming up. Um, we are going to talk about um, flagship phones and mid-range phones, but I'll leave Grushy to explain exactly what we're going to be talking about right now. Okay, so uh, some of you may have saw that uh, we shared on uh, Google Plus. Uh, a poll where we had a few different ideas that we thought up as a team, and then we let you guys decide which ones you were most interested in hearing. And so basically, we just want to talk about uh, which flagship... I mean, nowadays, now that uh, mid-rangers are getting better, and the gap is lessening between the two, are flagships still worth it uh, for the average consumer, basically? All right. Um, so there are a lot of phones that we take a look at here at Android Authority. And obviously, you got folks like me and Lon uh, generally taking a look at the flagship devices. Um, but then we have plenty of others on the team that take a look at a lot of the mid-rangers. Uh, but that being said, any of us who have gone to, like, say, a CES or an MWC will have had time with mid-rangers as well. Um, other than that, you know, we're probably using mid-range phones or flagship phones on our own times. I know uh, I know Joe has the M9 now, and Naravi wrote a... Uh, he wrote a, a piece about the M9. And just before we got on the podcast, they were already about to get into a debate about that phone. <laughs> uh, so how about some, uh, let's start off with our guests with uh, Niravi here. Um, so when it comes to flagship devices, I, I remember you just started looking at the Galaxy S6 and now you have the M9. Uh, what are your thoughts so far about this crop of flagship devices that we're seeing for 2015? I mean, until the S6... They were just more of the same. I mean, okay, so the G Flex 2, it looks really nice, but it's almost identical to last year's just with a few tweaks. The thing about the G Flex 2 is it's unique. Take the M9 and it just looks like an M8. At least, in my opinion, and I know Joe's not going to be happy right now. <laughs> Apologies in advance, Joe. Well, maybe not. The Essex, the Essex Edge, if there's anything about them, is that they're, like the Edge especially, oh my god, it's it's so nice because it's so unique. There's probably the geek inside me that's going, it has to be unique to be different and be worth it. But the whole point of a flagship is to show what's possible. I don't think the M9, I don't even think, unless Sony completely radicalised their Z4 that's coming up whenever they announce it, I don't think the Z4 is going to be good enough. A flagship kind of to justify the price point, you need more than just your average. Oh, here's what we did last year, and we're going to do it a little bit better. It's the problem that Apple has, it's the problem that everyone's had, but Samsung is the first to really go, okay, 
clearly the Galaxy S5 didn't sell in the, you know, 50 gazillion that we wanted to. It only sold 40. So we need to rethink the whole world and the whole world's going to come to an end unless we do this. What do they have? You have possibly what's the best looking Android smartphone ever made. No, possibly so. Um, Joe, so uh, give us a recap real quick. You're using the M9. How long have you had it for now? Uh, Just over two weeks. Okay, so how has your experience been with it thus far? Um, my experience has been really positive. Um, it, it, it comes down to semantics, really, like how you define a word. And, you know, like, you know, in Rave's, you know, flagship is what's possible. Um, in my mind's eye, the, the, the flagship is just the thing that they, you know, their best foot forward is all it really is. It's the phone from which all other phones revolve around. And, in, you know, in, under that definition, the HTC One M9 is the flagship phone for HTC. And, um, you know, I, I acknowledge this, I think it was last week or the week before, I acknowledge that the HTC One M9 does not have a lot of razzle-dazzle, not a lot of unique stuff from prior years. But um, I also said, you know, last week, week ago, that it's okay because, H, you know, the HTC One series is probably still among the best designed smartphones. It the, the problem is that the design is getting old for people because they want something new and something, you know, different, something ridiculous like the S6 Edge and the, to a lesser extent, the G Flex 2. And, you know, the, the, the standard candy bar, you know, premium. I mean, keep in mind, this is still an all-metal phone with some really nice heft, really great build qualities and ridiculously good, you know, stereo front-facing speakers. It's not like it's not bringing anything to the table. It's not like, a, you know, a Galaxy S5 where it was like, you know what is this supposed to be different from you know it's it's it, it, you know i mean the s5 was not a great phone this is still a great phone it just doesn't have the, you know the the wow factor and we talked about the wow factor a lot of times especially with sony because Sony. i mean you know Nerovia says something like oh yeah the z4 is going to be or, sorry z4 or i don't know how to say it for real <laughs> <laughs> you know unless they do something radical like sony doing something radical with their smartphones is like toilets suddenly flushing differently like it just doesn't you know, it, it's not going to happen. So, uh, you know, the S6 Edge is going to be the winner this year in terms of like wow factor and razzle dazzle. But that doesn't mean that the other smartphones or the other flagships are bad. It just means that they're not as unique. And, you know, uniqueness is not a, a it's certainly, you know, part of what makes a device good. But it's not like the 100 percent contributing factor of whether or not a device is going to be good or not, you know. Yeah, perhaps so. I love the uh, analogy with toilets. <laughs> that was an interesting way to put it. It's like, well, oh. let's face it, Sony's mobile division's going down there anyway, so we might as well talk about toilets a little bit. What are you all-ho-hoing? We had a whole freaking podcast where we all agreed to that. We really did, but then now there are leaks of the Z4 or the Z4 know, coming yeah, out, it's... you know? And, you know, they're, they're not they're not going in the toilet per se, but I guess they're they're making it clear that with a with a half-year release cycle, they know that they're not going to necessarily keep up with the, the latest and greatest that's out there. Um, I would stop short of saying that they are in the toilet. Um, I just thought it was I just thought it was funny that, you know, you could get a new model toilet and then the, the, the company is saying stuff that's new about it when there really isn't. Look, it's a bidet now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, isn't that like kind of like exactly? It's it's like the, the S6 Edge is like the toilet with the seat warmer, whereas the HTC One M9 is the toilet that flushes. And it's like at the end of the day, they are both freaking toilets. They both freaking flush. And at the you know after five minutes of sitting on one, like you're gonna notice the seat warmer anyway. So Joe Joe jo thought a lot about this apparently. <laughs> I have not. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're 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 
<laughs> so we're essentially establishing what a um, what what a flagship is, especially since we have some of the phones that have come out already. Uh, Grushy and Feisty, um, have you guys had any time with the with the flagships that are out now? I know Grushy, you had some time with the G Flex Two when we were out at CES, but with the S Six and the M Nine, have you guys spent any time with those phones yet? I have. Yeah. Have. Okay. Uh, which ones? Uh, all of them now. Oh, so. okay. Yep. So what, what, are your, uh, what are your thoughts on how the flagship game is working here? Because where I want to go from here is we're establishing what a flagship is, but then the much more loaded question coming after that is what exactly establishes a mid-range product? And that's something we're going to get into in a sec. To me, um, I uh, I agree with Narave. I'm not impressed by the M9. I mean, it's not that it's a bad phone. It's not a bad phone per se. It's just not what I would expect from a flagship. To me, it feels more like a mid-ranger honestly okay um it just i guess i kind of think that uh you know flagship is they're throwing everything that they possibly can especially now that which we can we'll talk about later but now that the gap has lessened and you're seeing you know you're seeing quad cores and even you know you're starting to even see uh 1080p resolutions in the mid-range and now that you're seeing all of this uh the gap has lessened so much that the flagships need to raise up the bar. And I think Samsung did a great job with that. But HTC, the specs that it brings to the table, we're seeing from some mid-rangers, other than maybe the <laughs> Snapdragon, you know, 810. You know, and so I guess I just feel like the M9 hasn't done enough to raise that bar. And I, I'm not for sure how the Z4, rumors claim that it's going to have an all-metal body. Um, we weren't confident enough on that rumor to post about it on our site but that is the the going rumor and supposedly it could have a uh, which i don't know if this would make even sense but supposedly it will have a fingerprint scanner in the power button i don't know how that would work but that's what supposedly they're doing it's gonna be a humongous power button <laughs> i know that's what i was thinking is like i don't know how the heck they would even pull that off but uh it was a semi-credible leaker so i'm not gonna get into a whole lot but uh so there's that and then the lg g4 um, I'm excited about it, but I'm not for sure if I personally like the leather look. I mean, I think it's to each their own. I'm not necessarily impressed by the look, but I know there are people who enjoy that. Um, but I don't know. I guess the the point is that uh, I feel that a flagship's definition is something that goes above and beyond, and they need to set themselves apart, whether that's design, whether that's, you know, hardware is harder to set yourself apart from anymore. Is the thing is I just don't think hardware is where it is. It has to pretty much be design, um, or software at this stage, you know? Hmm. All right. How about you, Feisty? Have you spent time with the, the new flagships thus far? I've touched the M nine, but, but that's it so far. Uh, the guy at the local fries store, he, uh, you know, he had an M nine out, was willing to let me play with it. However, when I asked about the uh, the Galaxy S6 and the, and the Edge, he's like, you can have it for zero down on a two-year contract with a carrier that you really don't want to use. I'm like, yeah, great. Thanks. Yeah. I just want to see it. Come on. <laughs> All right, so um, so we've we've we pretty <laughs> with the new releases coming from HTC, Samsung, LG. Uh, obviously, the G4 is coming up in a couple weeks, and um, I'll be out there getting all of that stuff ready for uh, the masses to see what that supposedly leather backing, even though that was a pretty substantial leak, uh, is going to be like. Well, um, uh, LG has confirmed it now, by the way. Oh, they have now. So, okay, yeah, they did this morning. Well, yeah, I can't wait it. to see what that means. This <laughs> yeah, so. is a very interesting move. If there's anything yeah, I'm, not, I'm excited I, I, about, it's more dead cow on the back of my phone. Can't wait for that. <laughs> I just the, the only thing that bothers me about it is anyone else think that the stitching is odd? I just don't like the stitching in the middle. It I looks just like a like wallet. It. it doesn't look good. It looks like yeah, a wallet. That's what it, bothers it, me about it. It's not leather. That's it, not leather that bothers me. It's 
the the placement of the stitching, I think, is what I don't like about it. Or are you gonna? Hey, at least it's not fake stitching, like the ga- or like yeah, like the Galaxy Note three with the well, faux we leather don't, back. Uh, yeah, it and is they definitely had, like, plastic molding stitching on the side of it to make it look authentic, even though there was no. St- actual leather or stitches on the thing at all <laughs> it's they yeah they officially said it's like what they called it like veggie edged i mean aged uh, leather or something so yeah it's it is officially leather it's not it's not a pleather or anything you know it uh, is actually is legit veggie veggie what i don't know it was like veggie aged or it's the the, the way that it was done was with i don't know that's what it said <laughs> they, on the thing. They beat the cow to death with a stalk of corn? Like, I don't yes. know what that oh, means. I, I'm not for sure. How that, I'm not a leather expert, so I'm not for sure what that means. Let's see. Yeah. They said uh, vegetable tanned. There we go. Vegetable tanned leather cover. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what that means, but uh, I'm, looking I'm not it up. a leather I'm gonna look connoisseur. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it sounded for a second there. I would take a wild guess that the acidity from the vegetables it just stains the Yeah, leather, probably like, so. Yeah, well, yeah, that that is a thing, um, but it, it's okay. A- yeah, I'm not an expert on leather, so <laughs> um, it sounded for a second there, Naravi. You wanted to chime in on the G4. Oh. So yeah, I mean the G4, I the G3 was probably one of my favorite devices. I liked it apart from little bits and bobs, but there's something about that leak design that just kind of. I mean, the leather's just an accessory; it's one option, mm. but. I think that just the fact that they've put that leather leak out there or is leaked out there, and I've got very kind of my views are that companies leak pretty much everything themselves, whether they like to admit it or not. The fact that they've put that leather out there, from what I saw, it's already put a lot of people off it, even though it's just a back cover. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, I really don't know what to expect from it because it's. I, (laughs) I do applaud them though. I mean, they haven't confirmed it, but if you look at the early leaked images, there appears to be at least three models that still have a plastic back. So if you don't like the leather, at least you have an option, you know? Well, then the LG is... Why Why? Why was that the leak then? That's what I was asking. But also, the is, is it almost as if LG is trying to go Motomaker in a way or something like that? Like, is there going to be a wooden back or something like that? Well, I found it... Yeah, I found it interesting that the word choices... I mean, granted, yes, it is technically a cover, but they didn't say... In their official confirmation, they said it has a leather cover. They didn't, you know, and I you could interpret that as maybe it comes with plastic, but you have the options of buying leather. You know, the, the way that they they worded it, it's hard to say if it actually comes with it or not. I can just know? I can just already imagine having a leather bound phone in my pocket, and there's going to be just that. If, let's say I'm wearing like a pair of tight jeans, that that one section on my <laughs> thigh is going to be sweaty as hell. Like I can't. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that at all. But okay, we have. Um, so we have established what a flagship basically means to us, but we're going to get back to Grushy's point that the M9 might not necessarily feel flagship. It might feel closer to mid-range. But I wanted to go back to our guest here, Nirave. Um, what constitutes a mid-range device to you? And if you're able to give some actual device examples, that would be great too. See, this is probably the topic that you could talk for 10 hours on because everyone's going to have different views. Mm. But my opinion is that a mid-range is determined by price. Mm-hmm. to kind of give it some context because you get mid-range devices that you may classify mid-range such as i don't know let's take one of the minis as an example um i think s5 mini or an s4 mini sorry that that launched and it was like it was only 50 quid cheaper than the normal one but the specs were stuff you might find on a 150 pound phone so i kind of classify mid-range devices by price and if i was going to talk about what classifies like the best mid-range is the ones that bring 
flagship experiences. It doesn't need to be flagship specs. It just needs to be a flagship experience. If you take like the Xperia Z3 Compact and you took the Xperia Z3, the Z3 Compact bought the exact same experience but to a lower price point, and it was the mid-ranger. A lot of people preferred it to the actual Z3 itself, but it wasn't. it's an example. The other kind of mid-range I probably think about are like the Honor phones or Huawei, even like the likes of OnePlus One. I would always, I'd consider that as a flagship device based on the specs, but because of where they're pricing it to kind of who they're targeting, the, the, mid, the ideal mid-range is one that kind of brings the flagship specs to a mid-range price point, but is targeted the main consumers, the ones who can't afford to spend £500 on a phone or in dollars, £800 off, con- $800 off contract on a phone. Mm. The ones who can only spend three, 400 or they want maybe $50 down on a phone. That kind of, that's how you classify what's a mid-range. And if you kind of look where everyone's going, it's, we're seeing the flagships that are the be-all and end-all, but then everyone seems to be kind of toying with trying to release this, release a flagship or a flagship-like device in the mid-range, just like Google and did with the Nexus until they made the Nexus 6 and ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a good point. I was thinking about price also. And when you were saying that price would uh, make a, a mid-range, I was thinking, like, so what is a OnePlus then? Is that, like, the mid-range killer? Like, <laughs> but, but it really isn't. But um, So, yeah, um, it's a mixture of the two. Feisty, where, where, do, you, where do you land on this, uh, this, this defining of a mid-range? Uh, well, you know, I'd, I'd like to think of it as more than just a price tag, uh, but it kind of is just the price tag determines what a mid-range phone is. Um, I, th- I think there's l- more blur in between budget and mid-range than there is between mid-range and and flagship at this point. Uh, certainly, that's changing as the the flagship, sorry, as the mid-ranges get more and more powerful. The One Plus One, for example, I mean. Price-wise, like you guys just said, we we consider it a kind of a mid-range, but it's certainly flagship material in the spec sheet. Um, So, uh, yeah, you look at those specifications and... and... Nope. (laughs) It was like Feisty's tablet is causing some problems. Yep, there you go. Uh, oh, there, you go. Oh, there, nope, there goes Feisty. There goes Feisty will, will be back momentarily, folks, after these, after these brief messages. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, uh, the Friday Debate Podcast brought to you by Flygrip. Um, the- <laughs> so, so Greshi, how about, how about you going and chime in there? Um, so, Feisty, I think, is just about coming back on. Um, it, are you back there, Feisty? Oops, I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> okay, sorry. Oh right. my goodness, man. <laughs> Go for it, guys. Yeah, I know. It keeps dropping. Where did I where did you lose me? Um somewhere in oh, where in um the uh the line between mid range and flagship was starting to blur. Yeah. Oh wow, right at the beginning. I rambled on for two minutes and you guys just ignored me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Skype did. No, but. you were you were talking about like the one uh, how uh, one yeah, uh, the mid range phones were getting more powerful, like the one plus one. Yeah, and that's about where you cut out. Oh, so it was just me that was ignoring him. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice job over there, host. Yeah, great hosting. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean, really, what I was saying there is, uh, really, just agreeing with Naravi and, and Josh so far. Uh, it, 
the price is the ultimate definer for a mid-range right now, but uh, uh, you know, if you're not running the latest and best processor and maybe down to just the one or two gigabytes of RAM, not running the, the most amount that's currently available for flagships, then you know the simple definition, it's not a flagship, it, it's mid-range, but uh, certainly, I mean, there's some budget phones that uh, look really great as well. It, you know, if you want to consider like the Moto G range, uh, you know, performance-wise, never mind the spec sheet, performance-wise, they're that's kind of a mid-range phone in my books. But we'll stay out of budget for today. We're we're talking flagship. See, I guess I would I would personally consider the Moto G more of a mid-ranger because of its experience, even if its pricing's even lower. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. the The Moto G, the Moto. E. I would consider that an example for sure. Yeah, you know. So the Moto E obviously being the budget phone. Um, but then there are always going to be those people out there. Um, this is just me sort of pontificating here. The, the, there are always going to be people out there who look at a phone that is about maybe sub 400 and still say that that's too much in terms of price. Sure. Um, you know, so to, to people like that, I suppose they would say something like, oh, the Moto E is the, the real mid-ranger. It still provides a, a decent experience. And then they realize they use the word decent. And then um, <laughs> so it's... Um, yeah, uh, price does have a lot to do with it, but specifications and experience. Um, so, uh, Grushy, you were saying that Moto G would can be considered more your mid-range, let's say, line, would it be? Yeah, I mean, I, I find it interesting in a way that I guess in my mind at this point, you have flagships, you have mid-range, and then you have shit you shouldn't buy, <laughs> you know? I guess, I, you know, I don't even consider budget a category. I f- figure at this point, you know, to me, mid-range is, isn't really... It is price to an extent. I guess anything... But that price can can be wildly, you know, anywhere from 180 to like, you know, 400 bucks maybe, you know. Um, to me, a mid-range, the only major difference anymore between a mid-range and a flat, I think, you know, I thought it was interesting. Feist was saying the blur between mid, but between budget and mid-range. I think there's a blur between all of it at this point, you know, budget, mid-range, high-end, you know, there's... The, like I said, you're seeing octa-cores and you're seeing 1080p even in, you know, lower-priced phones at this point. You're starting to. And uh, so, uh, you know, I, I guess I, I feel like uh, I would consider a Moto G a, a mid-range phone. I wouldn't... Yes, it has a budget price, but I wouldn't consider it a... I guess to me, when I think budget, I kind of think derogatory, you know, it's garbage, you know? You, <laughs> it, it, it can barely run, you know? It, it has, you know you can have like one app open at a time <laughs> or else it will crash. Well, yeah, well, which which begs the, the, the uh, I was about to say secondary, but really the third question here, which is, you know, who exactly, uh, who exactly is, def- who actually is the person defining what is a flagship or a mid-range? Because we're talking people in the West right now, it's all of us right now. True. And, you know, and we look at flagship, oh, that's the phone that we want, everyone's going to want that, and then mid-range, oh, you know, that's a good choice to have, and then you're out of the budget. <laughs> but to people, <laughs> to people People, let's say in like you know, developing countries, it's, it's a whole different scale. Which is what really intrigued me about this topic is, you know, who, who, so who exactly is asking? Because we have a very diverse audience in um, Android Authority, uh, and there are plenty of people who only dream of having flagships. And oh yeah, and I, I think if you asked a lot of these people what they consider budget, I think they'd probably say sub a hundred at this point. Yeah, you know exactly. They're like, oh, Android you know? One. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that would be budget. I guess I just feel like Moto G, Moto E, maybe budget. You know, it's high end. You know, it's the higher end of the budget spectrum to me. You know, I guess I feel like once you get above, you know, about a hundred and 
you know, $175, let's say. Once you get close to 200 bucks, I'd say you're mid-range, you know? Yeah, exactly. And even so, the, 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 the blur and pricing... Oh, I'm sorry, Feist. No, no, that was Naravi, I think. Oh, was it Naravi? Yeah, that was me. Um, So where does this then kind of put the likes, the Chinese manufacturers who are basic? Where would you put Xiaomi? Because mid-range. I would say, I've used a few of theirs and I've said... But some of their, I think, I can't remember which one I used. It was ridiculously cheap, but it offered a Moto G-style experience, just not as smooth. But it was well under, it was like under £100 sterling. Well, it, uh, so it was about $120. There you go. Maybe less. Thank you for that, Ravi. It's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, you know, there is, there, like I said, there's just such a blurring of the lines anymore. It, it, you know, it's, that's why I guess I felt like, you know, flagships need to stand out because it's just... You don't need to spend a lot of money to get a good phone anymore, you know, bottom line, you know. I mean, I, my wife has a Moto G, and it's – would I use it as my daily driver? Probably not. It's close. There's just a few things that keep me from considering it, you know, worthwhile for me. But would I recommend it to someone who isn't necessarily – doesn't need a massive screen, doesn't need – you know, isn't going to be watching videos on it much? Sure. It's a great phone. I mean, she's had no issue with it whatsoever, and it does everything that my ne- – you know, I use a Nexus 5 primarily now, um, getting ready to replace it. But uh, anyway, um, it does everything that my phone can do, and it just doesn't do it quite as well. And so, like I said, it's – yeah, there's definitely – it's a – you know, it, it's just – it makes you appreciate how far we've come, though, because there definitely was a major difference between budget, mid-range, and flagship, like, three years ago. Yeah. You know? Who so, remembers the uh, Galaxy Ace? Yeah, the Galaxy Ace. That oh, was a fun God, phone. That phone. That phone was awesome. First of all, <laughs> that phone had one of the most dedicated aftermarket developing communities that I have ever witnessed in my lifetime. I um, I used to work at, like, a lot, pretty much everybody knows this one. Before I worked in Android Authority, I used to work at XDA as a writer. And I was writing about weird, ridiculous crap that they were doing with the Galaxy Ace right up until I left XDA. And that was 2013. <laughs> and <laughs> but the, the problem is, you could do all sorts for the Galaxy Ace. As soon as you went to turn it on, it would go, sorry, you got enough no memory. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying it didn't have problems. I'm just, I was just remarking on, on their, their uh, aftermarket development. It is really... Really, truly impressive. I think like maybe the Galaxy S3, the HTC HD2, and maybe the HTC uh, Evo 4G on Sprint were the only other phones that had like just such a, a huge community of people that were trying to make the phone not suck. And <laughs> it, was, it, was always, it always just really impressed me. All right. Well, um, to, to, to Naravi's point, actually, um, you talk about the Chinese uh, manufacturers. You know, that's that's that goes back to what I was saying earlier about how different markets have different ways of scoping these things. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously, we're not we, we think in terms of Moto G because we don't even have our hands on Xiaomi around here. You know, you have to buy that via other channels like you know go on eBay or something like that. And even uh, even then, Naravi out, out in the UK, you guys have Huawei's and we don't here in the US. <laughs> Which uh, I wouldn't. Um... Apart from the P8, we have Huawei and we don't because it's kind of, let's put it this way, the Mate 7 was six months ago and it's still not available here. Oh, mm. oh yeah, that's true. The P8 is going to be available here before the Mate 7 is. And when they, <laughs> when Huawei announced the Mate 7, Vodafone UK were listed as one of their partner networks. It's been seven months. We're still waiting. <laughs> well, yeah. Huawei's, uh, Huawei's new uh, budget phone's coming to the US though. Which one? The Snap 2. Hmm. It's $180 uh, Snapdragon 4. It's basically a Moto G. 
<laughs> it, you know, it is. It's basically Moto G with LTE. Everything's a Moto G. Yeah, well, it <laughs> but is. You spe- it a, but you called it a budget. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, budget, mid-range. I guess to me, I don't know, there's a lot of blurring. Okay, I'm sorry. They're mid-range. Well, <laughs> you know? But... Uh, uh, it, uh, it's like shit it on is almost exactly. Right <laughs> I know it's uh, it is identical to the Moto G uh, spec wise, except for uh, I believe LTE is about the only major difference. Uh, I think its display is not as good. It's the same resolution, but it's it's like a TFT, um, you know, so it's not quite as good of a display. Mm. So really, Dr. what I'm getting from this is uh, there's really no industry standard, and each manufacturer is kind of setting their own idea of budget mid and flagship. Yeah, and um, even, yeah, basically. that was actually something uh, I wanted to talk about for a second. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, let's you guys talk about you know like uh, a lot of what you guys are saying is like really existential, like you know like oh, is the experience you know the experience of the one M nine makes it feel like a you know a, a mid range phone, but then you know the experience of you know. Uh, when I look at something like that, the question I always ask is, what are the corners that they're cutting? And it, the thing is, is that, you know, you, you can add that up in almost every instance and see, like, literally where the price goes. Like, doesn't the Moto G have, like, a Snapdragon S4 or uh, Snapdragon 400 or a 410 or something like that? Yeah, it was an S4 Pro. What was it? S4 Pro? Was that what it was? Back in the day, the, yeah, the it was G, an S4 Pro in the first one. Yeah, yeah, an S4 Pro and then a 400. <clears throat> Guys, we're in the 800s no, it was a, now. It was a, you know? No, it was a Snapdragon 400 in both Moto Gs. Yeah, so the, I mean, you know, you have a, it, when was the last time Snapdragon 400 was the flagship CPU? Right? Was it like two years ago? Maybe longer? No, two years ago was, was never a flagship. Yeah, well, <laughs> all right, yeah, you're right. But you know, you look back, you know, like uh, the S600 or the the Snapdragon 600 was in the one M. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, the one M7 and the Galaxy S4, and then you know the Moto G has the 400. So you can see, you know, where they cut that corner, and then you know how much oh, RAM yeah. they have one gig. You know, in today's flagships, they all have three gigs of RAM. So, like, and, you know, the camera is probably, you know, eight megapixel from 2013 also. And it's, it's, you know, when you look at these kinds of things, like, you can see where they cut the corners to lower the price. And I think what the real difference is from a couple of years ago is they found better corners to cut to, you know, to where they don't have to, you know, drop down into that, you know. Because, you know, mid-range back in the day was like, you know, a year and uh, something else, I guess I'm kind of going in circles i'm sorry about this guys <laughs> but you know you got to think about the the differences in processing power from one year to the next for a good long time i mean we went from single core to dual core to quad core in like what three years yeah so you know so you look back you're like all right so we're going to release a, a, a mid-range flagship with last year's flagship specs that was that's going from a dual core to a single core and then going from a quad core to a dual core and like obviously it's going to be a whole lot worse but now you know it's all, it's all quad cores now and we're getting into octa cores now but quad core is still a great device i mean my note 3 still runs lollipop pretty much flawlessly and it's a snapdragon 800 you know quad core processor and that's a mid-range phone today you know based on how much you can buy it for so i think that you know that, that you guys have all touched on it like just like little tiny bits here and there but at the end of the day it's really is where do they cut the corners and you, and you know like with what and it may not even be specs in the phone it could also be something like you know um this is going to sound really terrible and i'm not going to list any examples but like you know quality assurance 
you know, maybe quality assurance gets a little bit of a, you know, takes a little bit of a backseat to keep those costs down a little bit, or they hire a smaller staff, or they can't ramp up production as like a the one plus one. Well, I was, you know, say, if, I was gonna say one plus one. You know, we were looking at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had some quality assurance issues and they've had production issues because their team is very, very small and that's how they keep their costs down. And, uh, you know, so I, the, when I think of a flagship, I think of something that doesn't cut any corners. And you, you look at the Galaxy S6 and the SX Edge, the 1M9, the LG G4, uh, maybe hopefully the Sony Xperia Z4. And you look at it, you know, three gigs of RAM, the most recent processing package, the best screens available today. Um, well, the HTC One was a calculated risk, but they got the bigger batteries. You know, they're not cutting slack on the batteries. They're not cutting slack on the, the, the camera sensors. Now in HTC's, you know, against HTC here, they really screwed up their software, but the, you know, the hardware is still good. Like what I'm holding in my phone or in my hand right now is a $650 phone. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It is aluminum. It's got a huge battery in it. The three gigs, the eight, the octa-core 64-bit CPU from Snapdragon. You know, it's got everything that a flagship should have. It has the best that's available today, and that's the way that I look at flagships versus mid-range. You know, you look at the you know the One Plus One. It had a what was in it? A Snapdragon 800 or an 801? Which one again? The One Plus One. Eight. Oh, eight. The 800? Yeah. Right? So that was, you know, the 801s and the 805s were already out then. They were using the last year's processor, so they probably cut a little bit of cost there. And, you know, that's... I think there is still a very good, very solid line that you can draw between flagship and mid-range, and I think it's just, once you ask the question, where do they cut the corners? Okay. You know, so... Actually, the OnePlus One was the 801, now that I think about it, wasn't it? Was it 801? Well, it was still... I'm almost positive it was 801. Okay. Were they releasing the 805s at the time? It was was announced... It it was announced... uh, When it was first announced, they said 800, and then they changed their mind right before release. Yeah, I'm almost positive of that now. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I do remember Wasn't that like eight and a half, nine months between (laughs) announcement and release? Hyperbole. Hyperbole for comedy, guys. I'm not actually (laughs) thinking it was nine months. I was expecting to hear a mic drop after Joe uh, said all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's like, I sat here and listened to you guys talk for like 10 minutes about it, and I'm like, you know, you guys are all saying the exact same thing, just in different words, and you're not fleshing it out as much. Because, you know, like, uh, I think Feisty said it at some point, and then, like, Rushy said it at some point. Like, all you guys have said it at some point. I'm just kind of summing up what everybody's oh, yeah. saying, because I agree with it. You know, it, it's, you know, you're not going to get, you know, the, the Galaxy S6 Edge camera on a mid-range device. So, obviously, there is a big, huge line there. And, you or know, on the, or on a 1M9, either. Well, <laughs> uh, what's hey, up there, Norvik? So, okay, Joe, I completely get you there, but hold up. Didn't HTC cut corners with the 1M9 display? You said it was a calculated risk. It was a calculated risk because of the battery, not because of the price. It's still, I mean, it's only $50 or $100 less expensive than, it is $100 less expensive than the Galaxy S6. I just looked on Amazon. It's $750 for factory unlocked Galaxy S6, $650 for factory unlocked HTC 1M9. So it's $100 cheaper. But I mean, it, it was, it's a calculated decision based on the battery because 1440p sucks up a lot of battery. It, it wasn't like something that like, oh, we're trying to cut costs and cut corners <coughs> to get it out at a lower price because it, you know, I mean, at least over here in the states, everything is zero dollars down everywhere right now. So okay, on all right, on obviously talking about where you cut corners, let's take something like an the Huawei Honor Six Plus. The specs list on that is flagship. It's got a very, very good display. 
it's completely solid. It's got great. It's got great. But I think it's uh, quad core Kirin nine twenty five, or an octa core Kirin nine twenty five. One of the two. It's got two or three gig RAM. Where have they cut corners for that? Because uh, what's the whichever way you what's fun is it the Honor Six Plus? The Honor. I'm going to go look this up really quick. Keep talking. I'm <laughs> I, I, promise, I promise I'm listening. I just haven't seen this phone yet, I think, so I have to I, go look at I it. I think out of all of us, only I have, uh, uh, only actually Naravi and I have messed with the Honor 6 Plus. Um, I, I agree with you there, Naravi. There, there are, it has managed to be a phone that is pretty affordable for a lot of people, and yet it has the same specifications as a lot of the flagships out there. And if you're comparing it to the M9, yeah, on paper, it does definitely sound like it's kind of keeping up with the M9, which is considered a flagship high-end, uh, let's say, expensive device. Well, here's, well, the, here's oh, the thing sorry. I'm looking at here. What the hell is High Silicon Karen? Okay, okay so High Silicon Karen is... Josh, you on Okay. <laughs> High Silicon Karen processor is basically to Huawei what Exynos is to um, Samsung. It's their in-house made processing system, processing um, package, I should say. And to that point, it works it's good. wonderfully. It's, very good. <laughs> it's so good. And yeah, it's, I've been impressed by it with the Mate 7. The Mate 7 flies. I mean... If you, I've been playing with the P8, and wow, the Kirin 930-935, depending on the version, is outstanding. To the point where, although Huawei kind of emu, EMUI is probably slightly heavier and clunkier than Sense's, the P8's a lot faster than my M9. I can see where well, Joe. It, I can see where Joe's the, coming the, from, the, though, because we have so many Snapdragons in America that when you see anything different, like MediaTek, no, no, like, no, no, what the no, hell's no. MediaTek? Like, <laughs> well, I know. No, it's the thing. No, I know what MediaTek is and Exynos. I know what all of them are. I've just never heard of the high silicon until today. Yeah, uh, it's, okay. it's Huawei's that, that, house. It's probably the one of the things they don't have to outsource their chips, you know, to, to another company, they, so they get to cut prices a little bit that way. They, you know, there's also that thing. You guys remember that the Nexus devices were sold under cost in order to gain market share, right? Like, you guys remember that, or they were trying to promote the Play Store or something like that they were trying to make the nexus devices super cheap to encourage other people to sell cheap and i, I remember there was a big it was a big thing about it the the uh the, L, the nexus 4 was sold under cost so that people would buy it well you could say the same thing about the one plus one also they 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 sold it like way below well, what oh, yeah. you would expect that phone to be just so they can get you know recognition and yeah like you said that's probably share. it they're probably I mean, they're either taking a hit to it or you know they're taking advantage of the fact that all the stuff was done in-house i mean you don't have to outsource the stuff you know distribution's a little bit easier you know getting all the parts together um you know, I, I, and another thing, you know, first of all, I don't think anyone should be having any software discussions of any kind until Android fixes the memory bug. Absolutely none. I will not hear it. <laughs> oh, definitely. No offense. No offense. I'm not saying anybody's stupid or anyone's an idiot or anything. I just simply refuse to talk about any software optimi- optimizations, any how software acts, or anything like that until my system stops taking up 1.1 gigabytes of RAM for no freaking reason. And that is Android and Google's fault, not the 1M9, not any other device, not any manufacturer. <laughs> that is Android's problem. So until Android fixes Android's problem, I don't really want to hear about, well, you know, the software runs better because you know it's it's a matter of if the system if android is taking up so much ram that the stuff that's already installed on the device can't run then it's not really that stuff's fault you know that's why the that's why samsung started putting uh, 3 gigs of ram in their galaxy note devices because s pen took up extra ram it wasn't for performance it was because they had extra software extra bloat that needed to run and in this case i mean android these days is heavier than touchwiz so, I mean, you know, if 
if the if the Huawei you know thing is using up less RAM than senses, then yeah, it's going to be a little bit more stuttery on the One M9. It's just going to happen. I've noticed it too. Mm. So this is what but, I mean. So this is what Joe's like after midnight after watch after getting riled up by a hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's been really. Uh, <laughs> You've been on it, brother. Been, that's what, <laughs> he has been. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. It, 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 he's uh, so much, so much, so much of our conversations are so philosophical. Like, how does the device feel, and you know, how well does it work in your day-to-day activities? You know, depending on whether you watch videos or play video games. You know, and the, the fact of the matter is, if software were absolutely perfect you know you'd probably not see too much of a difference and the software isn't perfect and for once it's not the fault of the oems and that's something that really gets on my nerves because like for years you know for years and years and years oem skins were given the worst rap and you know they've all been you know streamlining their stuff you know t- this year's touch Wiz is like what the best touch wedge of uh, touch whiz of all time right yes the best touch wedgie you know and, and <laughs> since, you know since de- you know since de bloated a few years ago and all that jazz like oem skins are getting smaller and smaller and smaller and better and better and better but now android screwed up royal and it's just like the idea like hearing something like you know well htc sense is you know bloaty and bad no it's not no it is not <laughs> htc sense is not bloaty and bad at all it's Android screwing up the works this time. Well, I agree with you about I mean, Sense not being bloody. I've got to agree as well, because as much as it sounds like I hate the M9 and would like to throw it off a bridge, I love Sense. Yeah. I think it's still by far probably one of the best Android interfaces. Hell, I've been using Sense since the HTC HD2 and Windows Mobile. Mm. That's how back I that's how much I like HTC's interface. And it gets better and better every single year. Yeah, I want to... So I completely agree that Sense is kind of like up there with the best interfaces on any device whatsoever. Yeah. I'm not saying anyone doesn't like anything or anything like that. It's just, it's frustrating to hear, you know, like, you know, oh, you know, this device lags, this device stutters. Like, you know, hmm, I got to think of a different way to phrase this. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's... It would just be, it's impossible. It is impossible to comment on the experience of any device running Android 5.0 or 5.1 right now. It is impossible because Android is broken currently. It is broken and there is no denying that. The memory bug is right there. You can Google search it right now and find evidence of its existence in both versions. Until 5.2 or 5.1.1 comes out and that memory bug is fixed and these flagships are updated to that so that the memory management is actually functional, I think it's really unfair to compare experiences. Because right now, I... KitKat has the superior experience right now, guys. Like, <laughs> that's the log. I mean, I can't. if I could run KitKat on my 1M9, I'd be freaking running KitKat on my 1M9. Because mm. I, I mean, I hate Lollipop on this phone right now. And, and I think that the, I, I think that's part of the thing that makes it because I mean I agree it feels like a mid-range phone sometimes, but that's why it's because the software is so unoptimized right now that it's it's causing little blips in like my applications and it's just it's frustrating it really is. Let me tell you what happened to me here the other day with this Moto G. It's got uh, five point oh. uh, five oh two installed, and uh, you know it, it doesn't stutter very much. Talking about that experience, but I tried to make a phone call. Yeah, I, I I couldn't get through. It just it kept crashing the phone. App. I these are phones first, right? Not computers first. I could not make a phone call. 
All right. So it, it's sounding to me, Joe, that okay. So oh, so back to our question. <laughs> yeah, we never did. Yeah, we've talked. Yeah, we've danced around it. We haven't even. Done. <laughs> I wanted to make sure we covered all of our bases, and Joe definitely made sure of that. And <laughs> which is which is great. I'm, I'm just I'm just uh, I'm just drinking your chain over there, brother. Um, so uh, Joe. On the question of um, are flagships still worth it if the mid-range game is getting a lot better, it's sounding to me, especially since you're an owner of an M9, and despite your gripes about the M9 experience at the moment, uh, would it be safe to say that you would still prefer the flagship lines because of what the mid-range may or may not be able to offer? We have reached the point where the answer to that question is exactly the same as it is in the laptop market. Do you need a $2,000 Alienware laptop? Mm. No, then don't get one. You know, it's the same thing with flagship phones these days. If you don't need something, you know, with the eight cores and the three gigs, if you need something that just surfs Facebook and, you know, calls people, well, you know, don't get a Moto G or you'll end up like feisty, but... Um, I know, can't make a call, for goodness <laughs> sake. <laughs> but, you know, you know, you know, we're getting to that point where you don't need it anymore. I mean, you know, I, I can render videos and do my job on a $600, $700 laptop these days. I don't need the $1,500, $2,000 Razer, Asus, ROG, flagship, you know, Alienware laptops. And it's the same thing with smartphones. I'm not so high up, you know, on my HTC One M9 love. That, that I say that people absolutely need to buy these things. They oh, don't. You know, you can totally get away with getting a mid-range phone and have a totally great experience, but just realize that some, you know, a corner was cut to get to that price point. And it's exactly the same thing with laptops. You get a $700 laptop, you get a, you know, a GTX 660M with uh, probably an Ivy Bridge i7 processor. Oh man, integrated graphics. That's what you're gonna get. Ooh, <laughs> that's, that's actually a good point. Not, right not there. necessarily, but you know, that's a discussion it's, 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 for the. But, you know, if you're playing League of Legends or World of Warcraft, like you're ever going to freaking notice. You just have to turn the graphics down to medium. You'll never know. You can still render videos on a 660M. I used to do it all the time. But, you know, the people who benefit from something as powerful as a flagship phone or a flagship, you know, laptop are power users, are the people who are going to be pushing this phone all day and night doing all kinds of different stuff. And I mean, let's face facts, you know, the way things are, I mean, people just don't need that that much anymore. Well, how about where you were going earlier about build quality, the aluminum slab sitting in your hand right now? It would, would it be, uh, would it be safe? Would it be, would it suffice to say that people who really want that particular aspect, but they don't need the rest, would that justify someone going for a flagship over a mid-range? Because are there any mid-range devices that are offering that kind of design feel? I'm thinking about that right now. And I'm sure that there are. Like, I'm sure that there are some. Uh, the uh, Xperia Z3 Compact, right? Yeah, no, I've gotten my hands on that phone. I mean, that that the build quality on that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the glass back. I don't like glass backs, you know, because I'm, I drop things on carpeted floors, and my my uh, Nexus 4 shattered being dropped on carpet. The back did, so I don't like glass backs anymore. But, uh, you know, I mean, there are mid-range flagships that have decent build quality i just don't think you're gonna get i'm gonna sound like such a shill right now but hcc's not the only one that does this you know a a phone that's been essentially shaved out of a single block of aluminum (laughs) you know you don't you don't get to say phrases how much is hcc paying you by the way (laughs) (laughs) well the iphone's the same way isn't it isn't the iphone machine out of a single block of aluminum 
it's just all buzzwords, honestly. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> still, I mean, it, it's not like, um, you know, I mean, the Galaxy S six, you know, it's the same thing, isn't it? like it's the whole the frame is entirely aluminum with like a piece of glass shoved in the back of it. Um, you know, I mean, th- these are, you know, this required some effort to build. Whereas, you know, you look at like a Nexus five. Nexus five was a slab of plastic. You know, I'm holding one in my hand. It's a slab of plastic with a spray rubber coating on the back of it, essentially. You know, this phone was did not take a lot of effort to make, and you can feel it when you pick it up. Like it feels like a hollow little phone. You know, and you can see. Oh. I, hold on, I remember you Sorry. did. The, didn't you do a drop test on a Nexus Five, and it broke so bad you could see the circuit board? We don't talk about that because I did it in front. <laughs> I did it in front of the Android statues in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason why I remember it because like you dropped the phone there, and it's like I, I remember everyone like, was like sacrilege. The- <laughs> this is sacrilege. Yeah, you could see the, you could see the yellow circuit board on the back, and like it's like that's obviously where they cut the corner. That and the camera and the battery. Yeah, oh, you know, well, and it's you know we're so really I mean, lucky that we're using Skype for this call because with the many things we've said about Google and Lollipop and the fact that I dropped the Nexus Five the days after it came out at the Google headquarters, <laughs> if we were using oh, Hangouts, pew, we, would, <laughs> we would have been cut off like right then and there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you were you were saying, Joe. But no, it's, it, it, the, you can have a great experience. You just, you know, I, I'm not saying you can't have a great experience. I'm just saying that there were corners cut to get it down that low. Sure. And as long as you understand that and you understand, you know, because you, know, you can cut, you can get different corners cut depending on who you go with. You know, you get the experience E3 Compact. You're not compromising build quality. You're probably compromising something else. But, you know, but the display. Your- oh, go ahead, Naravi. It was sorry. I was just saying on the Z3 Compact, it will be just the display, which uh, is 720, 720 yeah. instead of 1080p. Yeah, so, so, so they played literally like one penny for that because they're just trying to get them out of the warehouses at this point. But you know, you know, <laughs> so you know, you sacrifice a little bit of screen, you get a better bat, or you get a better um, well, battery and better build quality, or you can have the up to date specs and maybe have a lesser battery, lesser screen, or lesser camera. You know, like you just have to know what you're getting yourself into and you can ha- you know I don't use a camera on a smartphone hardly ever so this the, the camera issues on every phone I've ever owned doesn't apply to me I don't care see I'm glad you brought that up you know? because I, I I'll go ahead and answer the question right now is I don't think that like especially with the new crop of flagships that are coming out now I do think that there's a distance again between the flagships and the mid-ranges primarily because I am that kind of user I need a great camera I went to Seattle for a few days this past weekend and as I'm sure people people have seen in the camera shootout for the S6 that I put out and I brought both of my production cameras with me my GH4 my GX7 I brought both of them with me expecting to take pictures everywhere and on that first night my uh, my buddy who we were staying with brought us out to Pike Place Market and I didn't have any time to grab my cameras they were still in my luggage I just had my S6 Edge on me and I just started using that it was on that day that I realized I don't need to bring my cameras with me everywhere all the time anymore. And that is just simply an experience that even in the in the flagship game, I can only get on an S6 because uh, Lord knows what, what's going on with the M9 um, software upgrades, whatever. Its camera just doesn't do it for me. Uh, same thing with the G Flex 2. The G3 uh, and the G3, they... They're kind of there. They're they're not too far away. It's laser guided autofocus is is actually really great, but in terms of quality, I I need my S6 Edge now, and you just won't be able to get anything like that in the mid range market. I do think that especially if you look at it in a particular lens, no pun intended, it's going to have 
that that discrepancy and that 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 gap is is widening. I don't. I, I love the mid range game. Don't get me wrong. I but but I I understand the mid range game in terms of other people. I'm very empathetic to the people who need to spend less on the phone. Uh, but for for the flagship game, oh man, like we're 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 kind of at a crossroads now. There's this ele- there's this evolution that I feel like is happening this year, and I can't wait to see what the G4 does, despite its weird looking. Um, leather back that looks like a crotch <laughs> i'm just gonna say <laughs> <laughs> but uh I mean, yeah and then the z4 but i was gonna move no. over to naravi anyway so the uh uh what were you gonna say uh how, how would you answer this question naravi oh yeah i was actually just trying to come in and answer this because i was th- i was gonna talk about firstly on your point of cameras it's kind of off topic but i did warn you in advance that i ramble for england pretty much um Probably the note four is when smartphone cameras finally became good enough to use anyway. I agree. And then the S6 has kind of taken it because I've I've probably only ever taken a hundred pictures across in four years on a DSLR, like out and about. I'm one of these people who shoots on this phone and only on this phone because you know why the hell not? It's the best camera is the one you have on you, mm-hmm. and that's obviously what smartphones are all for. Answering this question, going back to kind of the one M9, obviously we they haven't done a mini version this year. But in previous years, you could have got the HTC One Mini, which bought the same design, but completely tanked on the specs. I think, was it the first One Mini that had a Q, like QHD, not quad HD, but quarter HD display? Yeah, I think it was, and it was something... 60 quid cheaper than the original? Yeah, I remember that. It was the One M7 Mini, if I'm not mistaken. In, in, in their defense, that was back before OEMs understood how to do that. <laughs> you know, because you know, there was a point with the, from the Moto X 2013 on forward, OEMs finally figured out how to do a mini mid-range kind of phone without screwing everything up. So everything before that, I kind of give it a wash. You know, just like, all right, that was a learning experience. You guys did it wrong. You, you know, would, oh. but, no, but no, you're totally right. That phone <laughs> sucked balls. Like I'm not saying it didn't. That phone was freaking garbage. But I'm just, you know, I, I was I selling I, phones back in that day, and um, I remember selling about five, and four of them didn't work before they even left the shop. Oh no! <laughs> oh my goodness! So that means you technically sold fun. nine. <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically, yeah. And then a couple more came back as well. Okay, so did, did you have more Naravi? Uh, oh no, sorry. I was just that was me. All right, so um, let, let's move over to Feisty then. Um, how would you answer this question on uh, on flagships and mid ranges? Because uh, you're well, you just gave us a story about the Moto G not really doing it for you. <laughs> so uh, where where would you stand then on the mid range slash flagship battle? Yeah, there's two kind of ways of looking at this. I absolutely believe in budget slash mid-range devices. Um, You guys already know I've got six basically budget phones sitting here on the desk. Uh, But the reason that I have them, the reason that I want them, I almost said need them, is for specific reasons. I mean, one of them is purely being used as an MP3 player. Which, I mean, I bought it for $20, an MP3 player is $20. It, you know, it doesn't make much of a difference. So, mm. uh, if you have those sorts of needs, or you, you can split up your devices for single purposes, or, or, you know, just a few purposes per, you know, maybe you have one that's dedicated to the dock in your car. You know, it's a, a dash cam kind of thing, or music player, MP3 is obviously, you know, or, or just one phone specifically that uh, maybe is waterproof and you take it swimming. You know, it, 
in these particular cases, the mid-range, uh, even the budget ranges, I think are, are priceless. But exactly what you said, uh, all I've got is these mid and budget range phones. I tried to do something with it, something legitimate with it, and it completely failed me. So I really, I mean, I'm shopping for a flagship level phone right now. Um, I, the M9, I'm not sold on it. Uh, the the G6 is uh, as well. I just, uh, uh, so I'm really hoping, I don't know about the LG, but uh, I think I'm waiting to see what the Sony's got, the Z4 or Z4. I, I think that, you know, Right now, I'm I'm holding out to see what they bring to the table. Did you say G G6 earlier? Just trying to. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was going Galaxy S6. I'm sorry. <laughs> G6. It's not as late here, but I'm I'm tired. Feisty's been holding out on us, man. He's got the G6 already. <laughs> the G6. Yeah. Yeah. Man. We're mumbling through. I apologize. <laughs> One day we're gonna do a podcast like early in the morning, and you know what? It might actually help. Uh, Naravi in particular, <laughs> if you'll be able to do a podcast in the afternoon rather than what is it now? Almost six o'clock for you? <laughs> it's quarter to six, but yeah, sure, guys. Listen, if you want to do one early in the morning for you guys, I am super happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Hey, you know what? Me, t- me, me too, guys. It's approaching last call here. So. <laughs> well, it's interesting because uh, whenever we did the scheduling, I mean, we're up to what? Episode 12, 13 now? Like, we always, we always just default to going at night here in, in the US. <laughs> I'm uh, totally okay with it, but I'm just no, okay. Um, all right, what happens so, is I ramble on for 17 minutes at a time. Sorry about that, guys. About, lolly, about lollipop. <laughs> about how much lollipop yes. sucks, and I'm fed up with it now. I can just imagine fed up with lollipop. I can just imagine Joe going doing something very random during his day, and he sees like a lollipop <laughs> on a table, he just smashes it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn you, lollipop! All right, so now we have Grushy. Um, Grushy, where do you stand on uh, flagship and mid range? So actually, you know, I, I agree with you that the I think 2015 is just an exciting year period for yeah. all of the sides of it. I mean, I've seen some really exciting, you know, mid-range devices too, and I, I'm really interested to see. We're seeing a lot of growth of devices that don't quite fit the mid-range definition, but don't quite fit the flagship definition either. Um, you know, the One Plus, you know, I, I'm One Plus Two. I'm sure will be along that line. Um, LETV, you know, uh, they're having their new phone, super phones, as they call them, and those look really impressive. Snapdragon super 810. Fun. Yeah, they call them the Super 10. Snapdragon 810, um, you know, uh, you know, all the high-end specs you would expect from a flagship, but they're, and they're going to be coming to the U.S., supposedly, and uh, they're aiming for, like, a, what, $400, $500 price tag? Um you know, and you're seeing uh, the Zenfone 4, I mean, uh, 4, I'm sorry, Zenfone 2, Zenfone 2, you know, and uh, that's an impressive phone right there. I am I'm, I haven't had the opportunity to mess with it yet, but just watching Lon's review and just doing my research on it, um, I actually have considered buying one as one of my main phones, you know, just because uh, I support, I, I want to support growth in the mid-range because I think it's... Uh, I think it's important that more people be able to afford smartphones and be able to, you know, you, I think it's, I want to be able to, you. what's that? Sorry, Grush, you're going. No, it's all right. What's up, Ravi? I was going to say, do you think we're at a stage where it's no longer just your budget, mid-range and flagship? Do we need a level in between budget and mid-range and another level between mid-range and flagship? I think we kind of. I think we kind of do. It's just it's hard to uh, it's hard to define the line. I think we already do. I mean, because like I said, I consider the Moto G 
a mid-range, but then the Zenfone 2 is a mid-range, yet the difference in specs is well, pretty substantial. See, that's you, know, really- you know, why don't we just move over to like how we do it in taxes in the U.S.? We have upper class, upper middle class, <laughs> middle class, middle lower class, lower class. <laughs> Someone salty about paying taxes the other day. <laughs> Poor... Poor homeless, and then Joe Handy. So, <laughs> you know, the, uh, <laughs> kidding, guys. I'm kidding. You bring up the, the Zen, uh, you bring up the Zenfone two, which I thought was a good. Uh, I, I had been thinking about the whole time we were doing this. Like, um, Asus is an interesting company where it seems as if the phones now, not really counting the Pad Phone and the Zenfone Zoom, which could be considered fringe products, but they're mid. They're actual like real top. Like they're their their flagship phone. Let, 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 let's let's differentiate between flagship and high end at this point. Yeah, the, it's the Zen Phone Two is considered their flagship. It's exactly. just not what we would consider a flagship, but mm-hmm. it's close. I mean, performance wise, I mean, four gigabytes of RAM is kind of hard to beat. I know, you know, right? Yeah. Personally, I would love to see what that Zen Phone Zoom is like, and I'm still I. I hope one day I'll be able to pick up that Panasonic Lumix phone. Like I, 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 I oh, yeah, I know you were. It's the hardest yeah, phone to get. Here. Oh, you have it there. Hmm. We have it here. It's seven hundred and ninety-nine pounds sterling. I know one. Per- I know two people have bought it, them. They're both the same person, and they bought them <laughs> twice and got rid of them within about an hour. <laughs> have you heard any uh, like real-world reactions to like how it works in, the, in in daily usage or what? Um, not really. I think the common consensus is the camera is incredible. The rest isn't. Oh, I was kind of expecting that to be honest. Um, but yeah, to that point, I mean, there, there's another whole different market that we could talk about in a different podcast. Is you know the the the, the fringe products, the uh, the the Maxes of the world, or the Zooms or the Lumix camera phones of the world. Um, but yeah, uh, Grushy, you were did I didn't catch it if you finished your point on uh, on our question here. Um, well, basically, uh, summing up actually a lot of what's been said. There are a lot of great phones out there. Um, like I said, I've actually... I'm, I'm at the point where I'm ready to buy a new phone. And I haven't decided. I've actually not for sure if I'm going to stay with the flagship. I've Like, the Zenfone 2 impresses me. And I, I may end up... Granted, I think that the 4 gigabyte model is still going to be $400 or so. So it's not... Yeah, it's true. like it's not quite mid-range and it's not quite flagship in the pricing because i mean if you look at like lg their their pricing for their flagships at this point are only around 500 or so so you know i don't know about the g4 who knows that could go more expensive but i doubt it i have a feeling the g4 will be around 500 to 600 dollars somewhere in there um and so uh do people need you know down to the actual question do people need flagships anymore it comes down to, you know, what Joe said in a way. I mean, do you mind those cut corners? I mean, and it's true. They're all having cut corners. I mean, the, the uh, Zenfone 2, uh, it has an Intel processor, which I don't mind Intel processors, but I know a lot of people consider that right there a deal breaker, you know, mm-hmm. in the mobile world. And uh, it also the design. I mean, it's, it's an attractive looking mid-ranger, but it's... I don't know if I would call it unique either. It's, you know, basically they took the uh, LG, you know, G design uh, from the G2, G3, and then they put the power button on top, which is a weird placement. And so basically they kind of just bastardized different elements from other, you know, you know, <laughs> which is usually what the, uh, what the, you know, what companies do in the mid range or in China too, for that matter, which this isn't a Chinese phone. But, you know, my point is basically you're not going to get a, you're not going to get a high end design. You're going to be missing out on a few small specs, but if you're willing to, if you're okay to live with that, then yeah, there's no point in getting a flagship. Uh, 
a lot of the reason to get flagship at this point is um, for uh, the status of it, to be honest. I mean, you know, to your nerd cred, basically. You know, that's <laughs> a big reason to do it at this point. I, I mean, yeah, there are other reasons. I, I actually agree with you, Josh, that uh, the, if you're into camera experience on your phone... Yeah, you're not going to get it on a mid ranger. That's just a fact. Yeah, to me, you know? that that that's what that that's the line, really. You know. See, to me though, coming from a Nexus Five, anything's an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I can go to a mid ranger and I'm like, this camera's awesome. You know, <laughs> so because I have a Nexus Five, which has I'm a pretty uh, sure you go back camera. to a flip phone and yeah, be like, exactly. this camera's awesome. <laughs> And we'd all be like, oh, Grushy. <laughs> oh, Grushy. Oh, you just don't know. <laughs> but, you know, um, so, yeah, I mean, but I do think that uh, the answer to this question, there is no cut. You know, there is no, you know, the answer is very personal, depending on who you ask. Yeah. And uh, I would say it's very regional, too, you know. Well. For us, you know, for a lot of people in markets where, you know, emerging markets, etc., you know, where... The, you know, for, for in the U.S., let's be honest. I mean, the difference for us to raise, you know, $300 as opposed to us raising 600 probably isn't a big deal to us. But a three $400 price difference to someone in a developing country or mm-hmm. an emerging market or whatever you want to call it, um, that's a huge deal, you know? Yeah, that's, uh, that's always and- where I'm going to go when it comes to questions like this is uh, I'm always going to think about like my relatives in the Philippines. And I've said this a couple of times on the podcast before, but like, you know, my dad goes back to the Philippines and brings back phones that we don't use anymore mm-hmm. just for the people that he knows back there. So when I think about mid-range devices in that sense, I'm like, oh, yeah, mid-range devices are really closing the gap. That's amazing, you know, and I can't wait to see you know, all of my friends and relatives back in the Philippines actually using uh, these phones, you know, and having the kinds of experiences that I can have on a flagship, exactly. maybe just a little bit lesser, you know, but, but still, you know, they'll be, they'll have their foot in the door and that's all that they need really. But yeah, if you don't have a lot of money, you know, whether you live in a country where you just don't make as much or you just don't make as much wherever you live, uh, is it worth it when you, you know, no, it's not in my opinion. If you have money to burn, sure, yeah, there's there's benefits. I mean, there's obvious benefits. Design, you know, there's specs. Th- there's obvious benefits. But if money's tight, no, save your money, you yeah. know? We're all... That's how I look at it anyway, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, I have I have two kids, and I have a lot of commitments. So to, so to me, I... Uh, that's the reason I went with the Nexus 5, is I got a flagship-like... I mean, it was a flagship device, but I got a flagship-like experience, but it wasn't expensive, and... uh you know, yes, I could afford a flagship device, but I would rather spend that money on, you know, things for my kids or vacation or, you know, so it just depends on what your priorities are. Bottom line, you know, <laughs> Grishy's humble bragging right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, I'd like I mean, to ask one question when you guys are ready. Yeah, sure. Uh, it kind of backtracks a little bit here in the topic of, you know, what is mid range? What is flagship? How much weight do you guys put on benchmarks like N22 benchmarks and stuff. None. Myself personally, it's an afterthought. Yeah. But what do you guys think? I, I feel the same way, especially in the flagship game. There, are, there's really little that like if we were to put into our reviews, um, lists and lists and lists of benchmarking. Uh, personally, I don't think that the common consumer, which is who we mostly cater to, um, would look at that and say that this number's higher than this number. I'm going to go for the higher number when there's so much more to a phone that matters. Um, 
I think that it has to do with the numbers themselves. I don't think it matters because the numbers are always so close anyway. I mean, it's like, oh, just I, I don't know how Antutu scoring works, but it's like, oh, this phone has a 35,000, and this phone has a 35,000 and two. You know, this phone has a 34,098. Clearly, it's lagging behind the competition, guys. So, um, I, like, I think that if it's like a huge, gigantic number of like ones, if you know, getting the 35,000 and then another one's getting like, you know, 15,000, well, I think that matters. I think that's, I think that's worth looking at. Um, but if it's, you know, like, you know, if it's really close, then it, no, it doesn't matter at all. Well, and the problem with benchmarking is, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not, I don't put a lot of weight into benchmarking, but I mean, I know it's a very, it's an inconsistent thing. I mean, you can run a benchmark multiple times and get different results within a certain variance, right? Uh, yeah, well, you, yeah. you yeah. should be yeah. doing yeah. multiple yeah. tests on the same device. Well, yeah, I suppose you'll come up with an average, but I'm saying it's just, I guess to me, it's just, I just don't think it's worth putting weight in, you know? That's why I said there has to be that huge, gigantic gap there. Like, if it's, you know, a couple, even if it's like 30,000 to 35,000, nah, don't worry about it. But, you know, again, like, you know, if it's something so gigantic, it's like half the score, like one third the score, one quarter the score, then I'd probably look into that other device and see why it scored so low. You know, maybe they cut corners on the on the GPU and the CPU, you know, the SOC, you know, is, you know, there's something going on there that's preventing that phone from doing anything you know, well, <laughs> I know we're um, pretty much at our you know. time and this is totally um, off topic, but I kind of got thinking about it. Just watching a lot of the reviews recently that, uh, you know, that we've been putting out and stuff. And maybe it's always been this way, but it seems like recently we're seeing a lot of phones that, uh, and you know, Josh, you'll be able to comment on this for sure. We're seeing a lot of phones that uh, we get a reputation, you know, they get a automatically, they set a reputation and the thought of a certain way. And we've even seen this with smartwatches. Uh, and then all of a sudden it's a few updates later and they're, they're way better. It seems like, uh, we're seeing more devices that aren't optimized out of the box. When no, they first ship. of course. No, definitely. Has not. that always been the case or is it just more recently now? It just seems like I've been it's, noticing it more recently. It's been no more recently now because Android is messed up. <laughs> well, Josh, like Josh to you. I mean, do you think that's been a, an always issue to be Full honest? Circle. Or um, I mean, uh, it's been it's been okay in the past it was more of the case with some manufacturers than others but it does gotcha. seem, it does seem like that that is becoming yeah it seems like every phone that's coming out I'll like you'll see some posts about oh this updates now fixed the battery issue or this updates now fixed this and, well this you know, is the it's... well this is the thing that I always think of when I when I see those is just how much can you really fix with a firmware update and you know it, what, what the thing that bothers me most about it it doesn't bother me too much that. The firmware updates have to happen after the launch, but what bothers me is that they just kind of assume that they can fix so many things in a device that's already completely packed together, you know, in well, just a software know, update, you know, and they, they promise a lot, but this is the thing that pisses me off most about it is um, if I'm doing a review and, you know, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe we have some representatives from the companies in our ear, you know, um, and, uh, you know, they, they're, they're looking for this or that, or, you know, they're helping test and stuff like that, especially when it comes to our first looks and stuff like that. When they keep telling us that we shouldn't show this or that or they would like it for us not to because there's going to be a software update anyway. And this is all in terms of like embargo stuff um, usually. Um, but the thing that makes me mad about it is if this is the production unit, just because you're going to update something later doesn't excuse how it performs now. Mm -hmm. And that's the part well, that always gets me when it comes to stuff like that. 
this is something I've commented on before. I don't think it was in the podcast, but I think I've written pieces about it before. Um, Android is an extreme has a it has an extremely Spartan release cycle. Um, you know, you look at like everything else, like everything else in technology. How often do things get refreshed every single year? You know, like we're not getting a PS5 in this year. <laughs> we didn't get one last year. You know, um, we're not getting one next the year after this one. You know, it's it's going to be several years before the Xbox Two and the PS Five come out. And you know, like you know, televisions are the same way. I think my I bought my television my 1080p television like five or six years ago, and 1080p televisions have made very little strides since then. And you know, so the way I look at it, you know, the, I think the reason why you know cell phones and you know Android the OS and everything is just everything is so Spartan. You know that they have. You know, the next version of Android is going to be out in freaking six months. And they haven't even fixed the one that's out yet. You know, and HTC just <laughs> Back finished Back to launching. lollipop bashing. Yeah, well, I'm, 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 it, it's a part of a larger point, Grushy. <laughs> I know, but, you know, just giving you Samsung's <laughs> already working on the S7. HTC's already working on the M10. LG's already... LG probably hasn't... Is probably already working on the... What is it? They're releasing four this year, right? Yeah, so they're probably already working on the five. Like the, the the time frame to get these things right is so slim that you know it, it's inevitable that eventually you know the shell's gonna crack and you're gonna have these phones that have issues out of the box and it takes the manufacturers a little while to fix them. Like everybody's behind schedule, and I have oh, yeah. I have long touted that Android and OEMs should like take a year off. It's like next year, no flagships. Make us deal with it. <laughs> Screw us, happen. the consumer. You guys need to get your stuff together. You know, you, you know, fix the fragmentation a little bit. Fix Android a little bit. Make you know, get these phones working and prepared. And then you know, next you know, the year it's it's so fast and it's constant. I mean, Samsung is not only working on the S7; they're working on the Note 5 and probably on the Note 6 right now. And it's like obviously these phones are going to have issues when they come out because, I mean, they don't have the time anymore to, to do anything about it. Everybody wants it right now, immediately. It has to up refresh every year. And that's also part of the reason why I don't care that the M9 looks like the M8 and the M7. Who cares? It's, it's still a good-looking phone. It's just not new and exciting. You know, like they didn't have time to come up with a new design. So be it. You know, it happens. <laughs> I don't know. I, it sounds like I'm an apologist, and I kind of am, I guess. But, you know, I'm siding with OEMs and on Google with this one. Like, you know, it, it, like you have to fix this now. It has to be perfect right on release day. And then, you know, it's going to take them three or four months to fix all the issues with the phones that are out now. And then you look at that. They got eight months to polish and, you know, finish everything up entirely. So, yeah. you know, it, it's just it's so Spartan and it's so... I keep saying that word. It's just, it's just march forward, march forward, march forward, march forward. And, you know, no one wants to just stick around and fix what's wrong now. It's always got to be what's next. And I, I think that's a lot of the reason why it's the culture of Android as a whole is just, I mean, everything now is irrelevant in eight months anyway. So what do they care if the camera software is a little messed up, you know? Mm. Well... On that note, <laughs> well, I do I do believe that we have very thoroughly answered the question. So those of you who have been on the poll, which was our first poll for the Friday Debate podcast, um, hopefully you guys were able to get a lot out of this, and I'm pretty sure you were able to. We were able to go in a lot of different places, uh, not only in terms of this question, but also 
in terms of Joe's feelings on Lollipop, yes. <laughs> so making, and for all of you for that the, the, did it, not vote for us to talk about Lollipop, because that was an option. Yeah, we apologize. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. some people in the comments that were... actually was, uh, that, that was number three, I think, in the poll. Well, yeah, so no, some we, people we in the help. comments were saying, like, I want this one, this one, and this one. So yeah. technically, they kind of got what they wanted. So <laughs> I think we did it. Well, we, It was all over the place, but we did it. <laughs> well, with all that said, before I get into the wait, outro... Wait, 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 wait. What were the two things we didn't talk about? What were the other two? Which ones? Um, the, the topics you mean? Which topics yeah. did we not discuss? Uh, gaming and like Play Store stuff. Yours, yours, the stuff that's your domain. All right, great. <laughs> they both suck. Congratulations, we had all five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about tablets if they're worth owning. <laughs> and they suck too. All six. <laughs> Feisty's out now. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. Tablets yeah. are awesome. No, if they I are, they are tablet, awesome. I use, my tablet, like, I use my tablet like four hours a day now. They're freaking awesome now. Oh, I'm playing Shadowrun so much on my uh, shield right now, so... <laughs> With all these budget phones, I have to have the good tablets. Or I'm <laughs> oh no, a whole new angle to this we didn't think about. <laughs> it's big enough so he can cuddle it in his sleep. You know, I love you, flagship tablet. Go screw yourself. Wow. <laughs> budget phones. Enter all, generic like, flagship the tablet crying. name here. <laughs> Why doesn't Feisty love us? <laughs> oh, it's too late for me, guys. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> well, with all that said, uh, we will continue to be doing these polls. Uh, there will be some weeks where we have uh, topics that are like really set in stone, especially in a couple weeks from now. For example, we're going to talk about our reactions to the G4 probably. Uh, but even then, we will have these ongoing polls. So make sure you go to our Google Plus page, and the links will be available at our AndroidAuthority.com post for the Friday Debate podcast. But you can find us everywhere on the internet. Um, I will have Naravi on our um, Android Authority Friday Debate post uh, post Friday Debate podcast post on AndroidAuthority.com, so you can follow him on social media just like you can the rest of us. I want to extend another thank you to Naravi, man. It is past <laughs> six o'clock a.m. for you yeah. now, dude. You Thanks are for hanging in there, man. I know you are a. Trooper. You might have noticed I've been a bit quiet it's because I'm starting. Like, He's been sleeping. He's been the last twenty minutes. I'll, <laughs> if, it, um, if it if it provides any insight, I woke up at about ten past eight yesterday morning. Oh dear! <laughs> wow. So what are you gonna? <laughs> I would say like if you're able to get like a, a some some rest, dude, I would really recommend it. <laughs> I was in the nicest of ways, just waiting till we finish off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Narave, thank God, uh, thank God for you coming on, man. We're gonna, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna have you on uh, definitely uh, up again uh, pretty soon, hopefully. Uh, and if anything, we'll have, we'll make this a five-person podcast most weeks. I think that'd be pretty fun too. But um, as Narave gets ready for his nap, and then when he wakes up a few hours from now and grabs some Costa coffee, I want to go ahead and say uh, thank you guys very much for listening to the Friday Debate Podcast by Android Authority, discussing topics in Android every single week, as always. Always, we have our hosts here. I'm Josh. You have Andrew Grush, Jonathan Feist, Joe Hindi, and Narave here as well. How do you pronounce your last name, by the way? I forget. Um, it right. My last name's Gondia, but I figured now at the end of this podcast, you know, an hour and twenty minutes in, it's Nirav and not Niravi. Oh, Nirav. <laughs> I was following Josh. He's like, this is all Josh's fault because yeah, I heard him is, say the name I just first. Heard with what he said. Because I great job over there, host. <laughs> hey, what the in hell? my defense, I've been calling him that ever since the day I met him, and he's never told me. I actually thought it was Narav, but then when you said Narav, I just figured you were right. 
No, to be completely fair, there was a. I was talking to one of the P, my PR contacts a couple of days ago. She's been calling me Nirabi for about two and a half years, so we've got loads of time exactly. to get people going. So it's not all my fault, okay? <laughs> no, but honestly, serious note, either of them works. I'm used to both by now. We spent days together with uh, out in China, and I've been I called you that and every freaking day, and you've never told me. I know, Josh, life- but it's more fun if I just announce it on the podcast. <laughs> That's how we're been planning this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, Josh Rajara, you really need to stop doing. It. Yeah. <laughs> and Joseph Hindy. I'm just, yeah, oh, Joseph Hindy. Man. And Andrew I've been hearing that literally my entire life. <laughs> That's how I know it's a telemarketer. Hello, is this Joseph Hindy? Go screw yourself, click. You can't, you can't really mess you can't mess up Jonathan Feist. I mean it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. Fe- feast. 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 He's feasty. Feast. feast. I got feasty a lot growing up, yes, absolutely. Dude, I wish dude, I wish it was pronounced feast. We call you feasty beastie or something like that. You know? Oh gosh. Feast beast. <laughs> Alright, so Alright. Alright, it's time to it is, it is time. It's it time is, for us all to yeah. go. It is late for all of us, and I hope you guys have thoroughly enjoyed this edition of the Friday Debate Podcast, talking about flagships and mid-ranges, whether or not they make sense with one, kind of closing the gap on the other. With that all being said, um, make sure you stay tuned for next week's episode as well, and we have the poll. If we're gonna, Are we going to have the poll up this week, Grush? Yeah, we'll have a poll. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay tuned for the poll and make sure you let us know what topic you want us to talk about next. Uh, we're probably going to recycle whatever wasn't picked this week and then put them in for next week and just see what comes up next. Is that is that what we're going to do? Um, well, we'll talk about it. But yeah, we'll definitely have a poll out. Um, okay. th- I have a possible idea. We'll, we'll But we'll have something fun for you guys. All right, cool. So. Well, have your voting buttons ready for the next upcoming week for the Friday Debate Podcast by Android Authority. Of course, your source... For all things, everybody together, Android. 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 Man, how long have we known each other and you've been saying your name wrong? This Dude, to be time. completely honest, I did not even realize till about halfway through the call. <laughs> Wait, is he talking to me? <laughs> I just can't imagine what that realization was like, just sitting there like... Are they fucking calling me Narave? <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. You know what? Honestly, listen. I will uh, one day share with you some of the names I've been called. At which point you'll realise why Narave is absolutely fine. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs>